deliciousness to your doorstep. Dive into a world of extraordinary taste where every cup is a unique blend of magic and flavor with Harlequin tea. From delicate floral notes to robust and bold blends, Harlequin tea offers an distinguished range of teas that cater to every mood and occasion. Harlequin tea is your passport to a world of flavors. Unleash your inner tea-tasting virtuoso and embark on a journey of sensory delights that will leave you with cravings for more. Order now at harlequintea.com and use the coupon PODCAST for 10% off and let the symphony of flavors dance in your taste buds. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the third episode of the Small Business and Entrepreneur Podcast. I hope you're doing well out there in cyberspace. I am so excited about how you have received our first two episodes with Tori and Steven. Uh, Keep on going. Keep on going. Today, we have our first out-of-state visitor or guest with us. Welcome, Waterfall Adams from Mobile, Alabama. Thanks for having me here. Thank you. And you are like, you're an author. And I was so excited when you emailed us and you're showing up your books here. Tell us about your books to begin with. Well, these are my self-published poetry books. They can be found on um, Amazon and other outlets. If they're not on there, I'll try to get them on there. And you also might find the ebook versions and I'm trying to get the audio book versions together as well. Just need to find the right equipment and how to do it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because I did a little bit of research. I found the one you have to the left, the pinkish, bluish one. I found that on Amazon, that one, yes. And that's the Eclectic Mind of V. Is that correct? Is that the name of the book? The Eclectic Mind of V, yeah, correct. Yeah, it's mirrored for me. That's why I'm, I'm a little bit confused there. Tell us about it. It's a poetry book? Yes, it's my... Uh, debut self-published poetry book. Um, it came out, uh, yeah. on the first will be the third anniversary this book came out. Oh, cool. It's about the art, blackness, 21st century issues, so for personification points. So how, did, how did it all start with writing poetry for you? Well, probably like high school or or a little longer than that. And I did spoken word poetry at different events when I was at University of South Alabama, South for short. Uh, even though I did enter some uh, talent shows, I didn't win, but I didn't get booed. And I did write, a, and I did try to put some of my poetry, like how to apply it for like the literary. South Literary Review, but got turned down. Okay. And after I graduated, I did. That's when I started my first blog. In fact, that was the title of it because I couldn't um, come up with get come up with the title at the time. And now it's Waterfalls World. And I wrote like some more poetry. I was going to write a book one day. It's one of the things I could do it. Uh, my degree, I like do like freelance writing. And I always wanted to write a book one day. It just I had to learn like how to go about it, like this self-publishing in the 21st century. The internet has made that an easy task to do so than traditional pu- pu- publishing because 
they can be highly selective. Yeah, absolutely. But I understand reading, and you told me a little bit before here, you have two degrees, is that correct? Yeah, uh, my associate's in general education. I got that at, oh yeah, I went to Bishop after I graduated from high school. And then I transferred to the University of South Alabama, where I got a bachelor's in art history with a minor dramatic arts. That's interesting. Minor dramatic arts. I think that sounds super interesting. It's like drama, you know, the theater. Uh huh. I'm from a theater background myself. So, yeah. That, that's yeah. fine. So, this book that you're showing, is that your first or your second book? This is my debut one, my first one. Debut one, okay. And show me this, the other one. This is the second one. It came out um, summer 2022. Okay, so that's about a year in between them. Free to be Z. Uh, it's like a year after this, about a year after this one came out in 2021. Gotcha. And you are now working on a third book, correct? Yes, correct. Okay. So what what is that book going to be about? The third book is called Make Money While Sitting on Your Ass. <laughs> that was a little bit different from the two first <laughs> topics. Okay. Uh, but I like yeah. it. Like when it comes out, please read the disclaimer. <laughs> I am so Because now. first of all, I am not a fight before um, it comes out. I am saying to you right to the audience right now, so I will not get sued. I'm not a certified teacher. I am not a health professional. I am not an attorney. I am not a financial guru. I am not a health care professional. Okay. <laughs> I'm really good. Yeah, it is about the book I'm working on. Um, what inspired to write this book is like my own like, journey through like the workplace, how it's like changing from what I have learned about it. Um, the 2020 pandemic and also things that people could do to make money while sitting on their ass. You don't have to sit on your ass at home. You could be at a start at a cafe or a beach or a hotel. So how did COVID affect you as an author? What had you started on the books already when COVID started? Well, this the book, the first book, it has been like years in the making. I didn't know what to call the book. Mm -hmm. And also how um, COVID really changed a lot of things. Like work, they had to come like done more like remotely thanks to the like the digital age that we live in right now compared to the 1918 Spanish influenza pandemic. Yes, a lot has happened since that pandemic. <laughs> Absolutely. And also, um, and I also had to do like a lot of research of, you know, like with KDP and other outlets to self-publish certain guidelines. So how did the idea come up? You said you wanted to publish something. You got rejected in one way or the other. And then you come up with the idea to do it yourself. How has it been hard to market? And how have you market, been able to market your, your books? Well, I have been getting help from a um, company in Nigeria called Precious Digital Marketing Agency run by Ala Jetty Precious Gillian. He made, this company made my logo. 
Mm-hmm. My uh, book trailers and book promos you might find on my social medias, even my YouTube channel. Okay, yeah, and we're going to post all those channels in the uh, pod in our blog. So go to. Our- and we're trying to get a crowdfunding site for me together. I might even talk about how we're going to pub. Uh, promote and market my third book and also maybe do my own like website you know yeah so go to our podcast blog uh harlequinpodcast.com in the episode notes you'll find all the links to waterfall uh books and from social media accounts as well so but you have your own blogs what do you write in your blog well, the first blog is not Waterfalls World. It's about different topics like current events and certain things. And the second one, I feel like my degree in art history part has been put in a good use. It's where I like critique my favorite artworks. All credit goes to the artists that are alive or public domain. Okay. So, uh, and how did you come up with starting two blogs? Well, this is about different things, like I mentioned before. The first one is about, uh, like I said, current events. The second one, uh, like different artworks. Okay. But did you, was it something you seem to be loving to write? Is that something that's been with you all your life? Uh, well, I do have a love for the arts. I remember my mom used to take me to the museum when I was a child. Yeah. What kind of art do you like the most? It's like different periods of art that I have learned from um, when I said my art history courses. Like I remember like the Greek, like the Greek ones, um, like the classical period and like the um, archaic period. In a way, those statues, I think they probably were influenced by those Egyptian statues. Which is a north, which is in the northeastern part of a continent called Africa, mm-hmm. and I wish, like, uh, even though it has seen some African influence in the course of artwork and the courses I was taking, I wish it was taught a little bit more. Though. Yeah. So, would you like to read something from either of your books for us? Actually, I am. In fact, one, even though this particular poem is featured in this book, this one has more of a revised version to it. And if I write like an updated, uh, extended version of these books, I might re, uh, like revise it again some more. I'm trying to adapt it in the stage and or screen. Okay. It's about the history of African-American dance. Oh. We'll start from Africa to the 21st century. Mm-hmm. It's called We Have to Dance. I might break down some lines if we have no time. As a people, we have to dance. Way back in the motherland, we always have to dance. Through times of joy, sadness to heal, and rites of passage, we always have the dance. Through times of enslavement, we have the dance. Even when they try to take it away, we dance through the shade. From the joint to the migration, we have the dance. Even when it's time to pay the rent, we have to dance. Even in the um, dance studios in sock hops, we have the dance. On television and through civil unrest, 
we have to dance. Live and in color. We can get smooth and we can get rough. Live and in color and integrated. Through the soul train days, the disco nights, we have to dance. With BET, MTV, and VH1, we have to dance. Through social media, we have to dance. At Broadway, church, the club, community centers, competitions, Hollywood, television, social gatherings, universities all over the world, we have to dance. We even put on film. Because of this, I get what my ancestors gave me and get my Jackson on. So to the future and beyond, we have to dance. Thank you. That is awesome. I love it. Thank you, Waterfall. And I I felt a real connection because we do have to dance. Thing you said, even pay rent. Yeah, I'm dancing when I paid my rent every month. I got it done. Yeah. Well, I'm not trying to say like to pay the rent, like as in like go to the strip club and uh get your dollars. Yeah, that as well. well. I mean, if like in the Harlem Renaissance. Like the my like the Harlem Renaissance, like 1920s and 30s, like the Great Migration. Mm -hmm. Well, I meant like the migration is like when Black people from the South, like a huge number of them from like the early 20th century to probably the 60s or 70s, is when they they're like as north as New York, as Midwest as Chicago, and as west as California, and like these uh these are people put these. You get these parties and they apartments or whatever, like charge people to like party with them, and that money goes to the rent. Yeah, absolutely. But it's still dance for me personally is something positive and uplifting. Do you agree with that? Yes, it is. It is. I like to dance, I dance all the time. <laughs> so, how do you incorporate other t parts of art to you? your um poetry because here we have dance do you incorporate music or painting anything else oh oh they say um like serious are some of youth poems for example um i might read one of them right now you just said music so here it is okay. the music well, they there has always been music that reminds you of your youth music that takes you back to the good times you had in your life. A time of innocence. Music that older generations always had a problem with and complained about. Even the government had a problem with it. Always saying it's not real music, not what it used to be. They shouldn't be too hard on them since they paved the way for our nasty music anyway. But hey, it's been, it has been heard about my grandparents jazz and swing my parents disco and funk my stepmama and my cousin x's they're from the x gen, gen x grunge and gangster rap and my y millennial crunk and dirty south thank you it's it so true you really pinpoint everything and you really nail it down to what it really is I love it. Hmm. I love it. It's I make me. I was supposed to thinking of 
um, buying your books and be a little bit better prepared than I am, to be honest, um, and read through some of your poems. But I'm kind of glad that I didn't because I would probably have a preset opinion reading it, but I really, really love it. Now I'm really going to buy them and read them all through. So thank you. Yes. I, how do you find your audience being in Mobile, Alabama? How do you get outside Alabama except being on our podcast? Well, I do. Um, I, um, and I plan on going back to it, like do um, like go to poetry, like shows that allow like open mic segment. But I do plan on doing book signings. I just need to order more offer copies of my book. And might even do my own poetry show myself, and just need to talk to different venues about how to pay venue fees and stuff, and also get like flyers and kind of put the more word out about my show. And also, last time I did, I read like a poem from my book for the Mobile Writers Guild in one of the library branches. Interesting. Interesting. So. Are you planning on trying to get outside Alabama? Yeah, I do plan on that. Yes. At first, I need to do more research, get more of my like travel funds together. If I like get outside of Alabama, probably will give these a push in my book sales. Yeah. It's just like it's just my books gonna be in different genres. It's if I gotta market them, um, like kind of differently, like for example, if I to work to write a children's book, uh, I can't have like let's see, like buy this children's book and I got on like some sexy and re sexy and revealing on see a children's book. Right. right, absolutely, absolutely. So we we mentioned um, that they can find your books at Amazon. Where else? If they want, if somebody who looks at this now say, "Oh, I want to have a copy of your book," like, probably well, Google Books, Barnes and Noble, and then um, both papers. probably uh, different websites. You might want to go uh, like search like Waterfall Adams, and then use my real name Veronica Adams, and that search together like on Google, whatever, and you might find, and you'll find them. Yeah. So what has been the biggest challenge for you to self-publish not just one, but two books? Has it been any difference between the books? One being easier, the second being easier than the first? Well, like I said, I've been seeing help from this company, also learning about other things I can do to push these book sales. And also you might want to, if anybody's inter like, Authors, they might want to check out this book by Carrie Oppenburner. I hope I said his name right. It's about like your book, not your business card, and how you can make like have 18 streams of income off your book. And I was like, this I gotta read. Like, for example, I mentioned like the books come in like paper, the paperback format, or maybe even hard copy, depending on the agitation, like a certain amount of like pages that will allow you to do a certain format. And also, they're like stream, different streams of income if you have your books in different formats. Yeah. And also, in self-publishing, they got certain guidelines. You got to go, please read those guidelines carefully. Get like a dictionary well, or even like a law dictionary if you have to. Is it a lot of fine 
script to read and, and figure out. Like different sections, like different um like formats to I mean files where you could upload your um manuscript, some that will allow certain ones, some that don't. Okay, so it's like PDF or that kind of format you're talking about, or is it yeah, PDF or Doc or DocX? Okay, so it's not it's more of that kind of format, not in the format of how you're writing. It's not like they are kind of directing your way of writing. Do they have anything to say about that? Well, that's what I mean, as in like your um like file, like for example, I'm writing with like Google Docs and it's like you can convert to certain other files like PDF or DocX or EBUB or whatever. Yeah. Has it been hard to figure it out? It does have its challenges, but I figured out something. <laughs> Some way or the other. Yes. <laughs> so if you, if we have somebody now watching or listening to this and they say, I want to publish my own book as well, what is your first advice to them? Like, please do your research. Have like a copyright page. Mm-hmm. Like be like being like a writer, being an author, it is a business within itself. There are different types of publishing, like the traditional, the self-published that I'm doing. There's hybrid. It's like a mix of the traditional and the self-published. It's indie publishing. Well, other publishing that I don't know about yet. Like go on Google and look it up. Yeah. And then is it specific also if you want to have? A, a read uh, like a ebook and a print book is that different rules about it and yeah they, they both have their different rules like you know like when i was on like the kdb i'm trying to part trying to um create the covers of these books depending on their formats uh you'll notice like when you go on the website it's like you see the design from the um, paperback books I just shown, and the ebook versions are a little bit different. Yeah, and just because the format has to be different, I assume. Yeah, uh, depending on the templates that were available, depending on the format. Gotcha. Yeah. So, where do you see yourself in five or ten years from now? Being more. Get having my own place, being more financially independent. Mm -hmm. And how many books will you have published? More than what I have. <laughs> well, you have <laughs> coming. <laughs> Are you see yourself writing something else than poetry? Maybe yeah, a uh, maybe like a true crime book Ooh. that I'm researching for. Oh, that's like this particular case. I'm about to tell you. Um, I don't know if any books have been written about it. I might as well be the first one who write about it. It's about Yolanda Holmes and her son Kwame Wilson. I never heard the names. Yeah, I might put their names on the chat. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Oh, how do this chat? I don't oh, hear you. Oh, it's private chat. My bad. I'm sorry. Well, anyway, let. Well, it's about this case. It happened about a decade over a decade ago, where he, he Kwame Wilson, he was like this YouTube 
local um, Chicago rapper and his mother ran a beauty salon called Nappy Heads. Okay. He, he and a couple people like one one the lady she's probably out in the, out of prison now. Uh, she was like the getaway driver. Kwame Wilson he's now doing ninety nine years while the uh, killer the hitman is doing one hundred. Wow. And like after he had, uh, Kwame had his mother killed, he had like inherited like thousands of dollars or whatever. He only paid the hitman seventy, and this when the hitman snitched on him, and he went on like social media showing off this um, uh, like he had these cars and this kind of look like Louis Vuitton luggage, and there was like a video of him that really kind of sealed his fate. Like he went to hit the bank. Empty, get money out of like mom's account, and and then you know her term, make it rain. Mm-hmm. Like you throw money in the air and it goes down. He made it on his like fans, you know, the, when those fans all getting this money, you might want to check this out. He also had a YouTube series called Nick Stories. Like check it out. It's like um more about this case. I did not know. Like for example, when his mother Yolanda was a teenager. She was an extra as one of the cheerleaders in the 1986 movie called Wildcats. That, uh, um, what's that? Oh, yeah, Wesley Snipes was in this movie. You might want to check it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, like, um, Kwame's father, he's like serving a life sentence. He, um, burned down his crack house that resulted in the death of some people. Wow, well, that's it's a lot of more things about this case I did not know. Like what is spouse inspired right like this book? Um there was this case that happened in the nineties around nineteen ninety-six in Atlanta when the Olympic was going on named Lance Herndon. Um he ran a um tech um company called Access Inc. Okay. You might want yeah, this is a book from Rod Stodge, Ron Stodge Hill called Redbone. Which is um, the millionaire and the gold digger? You might want to check that out. And the term like red bone is like describes a really like light skinned African American woman. Okay. Uh-oh. As you clearly see, I don't know, I don't look like a red bone at all. So you're planning on writing a a book about this whole case because it sounds like it's very very meaty in the sense of it has a lot of information. Yes, like and there's also like information about this case. I don't know. I need to look up um like different like uh, re- good reliable sources put down based on true events. Maybe I might have to interview some people. Might even, maybe even Kwame himself if he allows. Yeah. How how do you- or the other two participants if they allow? Yeah. How how do how long time do you spend on research for your book enough to fill like pages where i won't bore the reader to death and also get the information right or somebody uh who uh, like might this case affected them might sue me like a relative like maybe a relative of yolanda holmes and kwame wilson yeah yeah that would be very bad if they did you gotta have your ducks in a row, so to say. True. Yeah. And and how do you feel 
would it be different to promote a book like that versus the two you've already written and given out? Do you know that by now? Probably depending on the genre of the books that I write, marketing might be different. Yeah. What do you prefer to write? Crime or poetry? What's the I kind of like, like them both because it, um, like as a creative, it proves I have more versatility, not just a one thing. Do you feel like just because you've given out two poetry books that people automatically wants to put you in that genre and not open up their minds that you actually can write something else? Yeah, well, as an author, I want to prove, like I said before, the author and creative, I have more versatility than just uh, just poetry. Yeah. But do you feel that the reader will know that reading your books? Hey, as long as there's Waterfall Adams on the cover, hey, they know what's me. And also make sure on the paperback or hardcover versions, there's a picture of me on it. Like, as you can see, like on the back of this book, there's no picture. And this one, there is a picture. The reason there's no picture on this one, I had trouble trying to find a picture that fits certain, like, width and length requirements that it will, like, the KDP will allow. Yeah. And have have you had, before you published them, who did you have to proofread them? Did you have family or friends to read it? Through? Well, my mom read it in the first two books. You said what? Now I could not hear you. My mom, she edited my first two books. Okay, okay. And and how about your family and friends? How how did they receive it? Well, I did give like autographed copies of my books to like. I remember another po local poet for his like birthday show. I gave him that, and I also it was a open mic thing where I recited from one of the books, and I the books I had copies I had to him. I autographed it and gave it to him. And also gave it to like my parents, each of them for their um, like Mother and Father's Day. Oh, I mean, my dad for his retirement. My mom, I forgot what holiday, but they autographed them. Interesting, interesting. So, the people who have read it, how have they received it? Do they like it? Yes. Are they excited about your third book coming out? Yeah, hope well, they are. I'm getting the word out right now through these interviews and um i am working on it when do you think it's going to be published the third book Ho hopefully this year hopefully hopefully that that's going to be exciting exciting and then you're already in the making on, on a fourth book in your mind at least yes it's gonna be fun yeah maybe a fifth too or six. Oh, geez how do you keep track of all of them I do my best. <laughs> yeah, see, like keeping three or four books, different genre in your head and getting it all processed. That that sounds like a lot of work. Yes, and also good to do the research to kind of keep it all together. Right, right. What has big, been the biggest challenge for you so far? All over, so to say. Trying to uh, hit, come up with more funds to run my creative ventures. Mm -hmm. 
and make sure I have the flexibility and time to do so. And also certain classes I want to take. Um, I do have performing experience. Just want to make look for like some acting classes I can't afford or free. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. dance class, and also like I said before, the book, the poem I just read. I'm trying to adapt in the stage and the screen. Got to do the research, like different eras, different places, different times. Like you know, with uh, um, like Africa, it had it's a you know it's a big continent and each of the peoples of the countries in the continent have their own dances and then um also does there i mentioned like the different technologies i gotta research that the makeup hair clothing like different areas and so different for like different directions for like a stage and or screen so your goal is to actually be being able to travel over there and do the on hand and see it for real would that be yes like on stage in a screen um maybe like scout different areas and also like props and um take like a state or script um writing class and also like research with the costuming is like oh t- since also like maybe come a little prop device like for like the time travel like travel different eras and like, after american dance dance seems to be a very uh, th- much thing that you love a very close thing to you is that correct yes it's correct do you like to dance yourself? Do you do any dance? I'm not gonna. Yes, ask. I do dance. I did make an A in my intro to dance class when I was at South. Yeah, and would that be something? Would you like to like set up a dance performance one day, maybe? Yes, I would. Step away from the the writing a little bit. Well, I, I'm not gonna step away from the writing. I do beta read and also blog and also, like I said before, writing a script. You can do all at once. Yes. A lot to do. Keeps you busy. Yes, it is. What do you like the most? Dance, writing, and what kind of writing? Uh, Both. Both? It's yes. Which one is, is the more fun? Yes. Yes, and also I learned to research different dances because, like, different like African cultures, like I said before, like, like rites of passage, like the, like the community, like, recognize this child coming an adult, and like certain dances, like this, like adults do, like with females, you know, like going through puberty and you start to develop hips like you see a lot of you know, like hip movement african-american and african dance like that's a lot of isolations how did dance come into your life yeah i remember i was probably like uh like a one and also uh my mom told me like i did a certain dance move and then my dad he's from antigua which is now antigua and barbados we visited there i was like a baby my mom my sister was probably three and my late cousin nikki where she rests in peace she was probably six or so probably seven or eight at the time and 
It's like though it's they did the same dance moves we did, so I might be hereditary. Sounds like it. Sounds like it, but it sounds a lot of fun. I'm I'm really treated to to see and and see what you're coming up with here in your third book and, and in the future. I think you're getting, yeah. you're a very productive person. So it's just yeah, not- I'm trying to get more productive, trying to boost things to get my own place. And also what I was trying to say is also I'm in the fifth when I was in the fifth grade, I entered like four H talent show I won one place. I danced in that one. That's interesting. I like it. So what what do you think is gonna be what do you hope here for twenty twenty four? If we narrow it down to the three hundred sixty something days we have left of really trying to boost things. Boost things? Yes. Yeah. How has social media helped you to? Oh, out? it's been help. It's been helpful. Uh, I've done um, like that's how I um, able to get, do more podcasts. You know, some charge money, some do not. There are podcasters on Fiverr that charge, and also um, gets more of the word out. Yeah, is that what you feel is, is a big challenge to to get the word out? Well, I got remember taking this um, free um, webinar about forex trading. Like, it's easy to start a business; it's hard to grow one. Absolutely, absolutely. It, it's you have all the ideas, but how are you going to take the next step? Yeah, yeah, and, and that's a little bit where you feel you are. How am I going to take the next step, and how am I going to move forward and get it out? It's that's correct. A broader audience. Yes. So. If you would have the, like what I call the 15 second or 30 second spiel about yourself, what would you say if I meet you in an elevator and I said, who are you? Who is Waterfall Adam? She is a work in progress. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. That, that's a good, that's a good one. A work in progress with a lot of enthusiasm for a lot of things. Yes, correct. Awesome. Well, we're going to put up all the uh, channels that Waterfall has on her uh, social media and where you can find her books, a picture of her books on our blog post. So go to harlequinpodcast.com and check it out there. Um, And we're going as well to post pictures on our social media of her books as well. Thank you so much, Waterfall, for joining me today. I appreciate anything you want to add before we close. Yes, um, and I also plan on doing like more uh, professional photography as well. It's good advice I got from so uh, she's this bookstore probably in Louisiana or Texas. Her name is Tammy L. Martin. She's been really helpful, and so has Black Authors Rock. Okay. Uh, it's a bookstore in um, Alabama. Okay, perfect. Well, we're gonna add those two. Uh, it's gonna be a long list of, of links to add to this uh, podcast. Uh, blog post. Thank you again, Waterfalls, for joining us and check her out on Google, Google her name and check us out later. Thank you so much, everybody. And I'll see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye.